Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. This is Greg Olson, here to tell you about my new podcast, TE1. On the show, I had a chance to talk to my fellow tight ends who have revolutionized the position from an extra lineman to a dual-threat superstar. And just like my guests have changed the game, this year, NFLSundayTicket.tv is revolutionizing your NFL viewing experience. Stream all the live out-of-market NFL games every Sunday on your favorite devices and never miss a moment from your favorite players. Visit NFLSundayTicket.tv and use the promo code GREG88 at checkout and get 15% off your subscription. That's NFLSundayTicket.tv and the promo code GREG88. Subscribe to TE1 and get NFLSundayTicket.tv, an unmatched dual threat. News, Terry Rozier. He'll be the next starting point guard of the Charlotte Hornets. Step back, wide open, and it's good! Terry Rozier! All right, what's up, everyone, and welcome to another BuzzBeat, your Charlotte Hornets podcast on the Blue Wire Network. This is Richie, and uh, we wanted to welcome all our viewers on Periscope watching us live right now as we watch the lottery with us. Uh, and also thanks to those that are listening the next day on Apple Podcast or Spotify or wherever you listen to your episode. So we're currently watching the NBA draft lottery. So if you see us turn our heads, that's the reason why uh, we're kind of looking at our screens over there. I'm joined with Spencer and Brian as always. Brian, do you have any good vibes tonight for this lottery? Do you have your uh, lucky rabbit's foot? <laughs> no lucky rabbit's foot. I've got my uh, my Andre 3000 and big boy painting in the background, but that might be good juju for Atlanta more so than for Charlotte. But that, that just brings good vibes in general. But other than that, no, uh, no lucky charms. Uh, perhaps I'm playing it a little risky because I'm actually wearing an NC State shirt. And uh, man, that might be really tempting the, the sports gods by uh, by bringing a, an NC State shirt into a Hornets production here. <laughs> Spencer, you actually brought up a good point earlier this week about this is probably the one draft where, you know, in recent memory in which you wouldn't think winning the lottery is the greatest prize. Uh, but having said that, that probably means Charlotte's going to win this top overall pick, right? Yeah, I think it means that for sure. Um, <laughs> no, yeah, I, I mean, look, you always want to get a top four pick, right? You always want to get the number one pick if you have a bite at that apple and you know, you could you you have the chance to get that that lottery ping pong ball, but I do think that having uh, a top four pick this season or this off season uh, presents some some challenges as an organization about what the direction is, what you should do with that pick, who you should take, um, how hard it's going to be to trade that pick, and you know we were bantering back and forth earlier on the on the Slack channel about. You know, Brian brought up, I thought, a really good uh, trade scenario with with Boston if we were to land in the top four and how they'd be a great partner, um, you know, if they were looking at upgrading at center and wanted to draft someone like Anyaka Kongwu, you know, but it's it's just going to be really difficult to, to move back in the draft this year because yeah. I think 
the secret's out. This is a weak draft. All right. Like there's some good players, Lamelo Ball, Anthony Edwards, James Wiseman, um, some really high ceilings there. Also unprecedented, unprecedented uh, low floors, I would say, in terms of guys that are um, pretty much mocked in the top five, no matter where you look. So it's a weird year to get a high pick, which to answer your question, Richie, again, yeah, probably means yeah, we'll get it. Exactly. I, I think I feel like Boston's the only team behind us that has multiple picks in the first round. I, I could be completely wrong about that. So if we were to trade back, that would seem like the likely trade partner. But uh, again, let's let's explain the lottery real quick for those that are listening in. Um, NBA made some changes last year where they actually selected the four teams to be the top four teams and then the rest fell where they may uh so the top three teams or i guess the worst three teams in this case golden state cleveland and minnesota actually have equal odds of getting that top pick and like i said it's going to be the top four teams are selected out of a ping pong combination and the rest fall where they may so for the in terms of charlotte's odds uh we have the sixth Six percent chance of getting the top overall pick, six point three percent chance of getting the second overall pick, six point seven percent of the third, and seven point two to get the fourth overall pick. Uh, we cannot get the fifth, the sixth, or the seventh pick. It just it just doesn't work that way. We can get the eighth, or we can pick four spots behind the eighth if four teams jump us, which is seems like an unlikely event here. So, Brian, let's say Hornets get lucky tonight and they get the top overall pick. I know we've probably had this conversation before on big board episodes, but I don't know if anything has changed with you, but who, who is the pick for you if Charlotte ends with the uh, the top pick? Yeah, one thing real quickly too, Richie, I think you're right about Boston. If I memory serves me correctly, Oklahoma City could have been one of those teams as well too that would have had multiple late first round okay. picks, but they won on what their last seeding game down in the bubble or their second to last seeding game that vaulted them up outside of the the – the, the, the protections on the pick. So now Oklahoma City's pick is going to end up going to Philadelphia at number 21. Um, but to your question, who would I draft number one overall for the Hornets? It's tough because I've been sort of looking at LaMelo Ball and Killian Hayes as 1A, 1B for a while now. I know of those two players which one I like more personally while also sort of respecting and, – and I like I like Killian Hayes more, but I respect that LaMelo Ball has – an upside advantage over Killian Hayes. I still think I might go Killian Hayes um, just because if, if it were my absolute job, I were really staking my, my claim on it. I just trust Hayes two way game a little bit more than balls, even though LaMelo, I think, you know, his ceiling is extraordinary. It's, it's could be potentially special because he's a big time pick and roll player. Um, you know, we're watching Luka Doncic, carry the Mavs right now as a jumbo, you know, primary guard playing the pick and roll. You know, you like to think what could that potentially look like with uh with maybe with LaMelo Ball. But um so yeah, it would come down between either Hayes or Ball. I think I would go Hayes, but it, it would be tough to it would be tough to pass on LaMelo. Uh, as far as Killian goes, what do I like most about him? Two-way player excellent team defender uh, has the ability to create events with his length at the rim on steals um, offensively really skilled uh, there are obviously everyone by now knows about the concerns with his right hand but the, which you know he tries to go right he'll end up killing his triple or turn the ball over or whatever but serious step back potential um, has the ability to move without the basketball into the handoffs 
spin downs, get downhill a little bit. And he's got really good indicators as far as his shooting goes. So I think I would go Hayes. Um, but man, it's tough uh, because I, I think ball is, is a really interesting prospect with serious upside. And, and look, if people have, have Anthony Edwards, number one overall too, uh, Edwards is three on my board. I, uh, I understand that as well. Well, that's good that you understand it because I think I would pick Anthony Edwards if it was the top overall pick for me. I know that the the range there um, from ceiling to floor, I feel like that's viewed by some as, as just too wide of a range with his ceiling and his floor. But I, I just think you take a swing on that guy and, and just bank on his explosiveness and power. You know, he's got the strength, he's got the length, he's got the athleticism, things that just can't be taught um, on that next level. I love his ability to score in transition, get to the rim in the half court, um, and I think the one thing that gets overlooked with his game is his passing ability. I mean, he's not an amazing passer by any means, but I think that does get overlooked sometimes with Anthony Edwards. Uh, that's, another, that's another thing about Hayes, too. Also, like a really interesting passer, really good vision, um, can really pass out yeah. of the pick and roll, sees weak side shooters, can really pass live dribble um, in transition, uh, pick and roll lobs, and you know, when he's going to his, his dominant hand as well, too. Um, and I like that playmaker aspect about him. I feel with Killian Hayes, it feels very straightforward how you build a top 10 offense around him. Um, I think the, the, the it's, you can really think about the pieces and how they fit in it, and conceptually it makes sense. And I think you have a player that um, has the skills to eventually get to be there, to either be uh, you know, a primary guy or a very solid, uh, you know, potentially secondary guy too. From tight muscles, tough workouts, signs of aging, to simply making it through each busy day, Everyone understands what it feels like to be tense and sore, so everyone can benefit from TheraOne's CBD products. Started by Jason Worsland, TheraBody exists to provide you with the best scientifically validated natural solutions to help soothe your body and relax your mind. A lot of CBD products claim organic, but still contain up to 30% filler, and these fillers are potentially toxic. TheraOne tests their products four times before they get to you. Every product is USDA certified organic and grown in the U.S. And their CBD extracts are the highest quality available anywhere. Use TheraOne's warming lotion in your morning routine, the cooling lotion, massage oil to recover, body balm for targeted relief, self-tincture to drift into a deep night's sleep. And now through Labor Day, Monday, September 7th, TheraOne is offering our listeners a buy one, get one free for all TheraOne products. But you've got to go to theragun.com slash bluewire. If you don't love what you get from TheraOne, send it back for a full refund within 30 days of purchase. This is not something TheraOne is likely to do again. Buy one, get one free at theragun.com slash bluewire, but only until Labor Day. Go right now to theragun.com slash blue wire sunday sunday sundays are coming back in the nfl with nfl sunday ticket.tv you can stream every live out of market nfl game every sunday afternoon on your favorite devices plus red zone and direct tv fantasy zone channels never miss your favorite teams and favorite players no matter where you live, NFLSundayTicket.tv is your key to the most glorious Sundays ever. 
Use the promo code BLUEWIRE at checkout to get 15% off your subscription. Visit nflsundayticket.tv and use promo code BLUEWIRE. Yeah, so for me, I mean, I, it's between Edwards and Hayes. Um, I agree with you, Richie. I, I, I just think Edwards' ceiling uh, is higher than Wiseman um, or Lamelo or Killian Hayes. I mean, if you want to throw him in this conversation, but um, I, you know, and I also think the floor is higher. I think that Lamelo has a higher probability to fall through it than a guy like Edwards, and it all has to do with Edwards' physical attributes. Like, I think that. If for whatever reason he can't make plays with the ball, uh, he can't make good decisions uh, often enough. If he kind of turns into this Andrew Wiggins type, I think he's got the ability to be a solid defender for a long time in the NBA. Like I think he'll find a niche some somehow, some way. He also started playing basketball really late in his life, and that's something that has been talked about, but not a lot. Um, but something I'm willing to probably bank on a little bit more, like put a little bit more equity into it uh, in terms of where he's going to get to as a player. Um, but just his physicality at 6'5", 6'6", whatever. I mean, it's just, it's unbelievable. His body is built for this league if he can figure it out. Lamelo, I just, it's just the habits. It's just the way he's been allowed to play basketball his entire life. I just don't trust that stuff. I mean, look, that's just like the coach coming at me at the end of the day. That's just me being stubborn, but I'm not going to bet on that guy figuring it out over, you know, players like Edwards or Hayes. But to Brian's point about Hayes, he is 100% the most malleable player in this draft, I think. All right, here we go, I guess. And the, yeah, so it, it's been yeah. uh, true to form here with uh, Boston, New Orleans. Yeah, Boston got Memphis's pick yeah. New or- at 14, New Orleans 13, Sacramento 12, Spurs 11. Sun's ten, yeah. All right, here we go. We got to look for number eight here. So this is Washington's pick of ninth. I think I'm a couple seconds ahead of you guys. Yeah. And uh, oh, oh oh, yes, sir. We have moved up into the top four. The Knicks are selecting eighth. Wow. Knicks are selecting eighth, guys. Oh boy. Monte Graham was just showing on the screen. Brought some luck. Oh baby. All right. All right. Everyone, try to stay calm here. Yeah, this is uh, <laughs> this is this is wild. This is never this has not happened before in a, in a very long time. Pistons seven. Yes, that that's the same. Uh, Knicks and Detroit. Oh, man, New York. Oh man, New York. <laughs> oh man. So we got to figure out who moved back out of the top four here. Cleveland's out. Cleveland's out of the top four, so wow. it's going to be Golden State. <laughs> Hornets. Whoa. Yeah. Wow. wow. All right, boys, well, here we go. Here we yeah. go. That is it's uh, finally happened. I mean, of course, this is going to be the year that it happened, but yeah. yeah. Oh, Devontae, the lucky charm. Um, hey, I, I do want to throw this trivia question out there because I, I did promise that to the listeners. So if you guys get this question right before we end this Periscope, uh, I will contact you uh, through the BuzzBeat dm and uh, you guys can pick out a prize which i will talk to you guys about later so here is the trivia question and i will post it on the screen as well uh the hornets have drafted seven players from the university of kentucky including our most recent draft pick of pj washington when it comes to the second most uh there's a three-way tie between indiana unc and yukon all with four draftees so focusing solely on yukon 
who was the last player that the Charlotte Hornets or the Charlotte franchise drafted from the University of Connecticut. So it doesn't necessarily have to be a player that stayed with us, but just the last player that was drafted. So we'll, we'll look in the comments, and uh, if you guys get this one correct, uh, you will get a prize on BuzzBeat. Wow. Oh, this man. never happens. This, this never I, happens. I am, yeah, I am, uh, I'm all over the place right now, but yeah. I mean, all of a sudden we've been talking about all these <laughs> prospects for how many weeks now, and now you can shrink it down to like, you know, yeah. I, I would say six, seven guys, right? Like yes. this is, yeah. this is yeah. huge. Like regardless of what I said earlier, and I said, look, this isn't the, the right <laughs> draft to move up, and, but now I'm super excited. And <laughs> we, we have, we have a chance to get a, a franchise changing not altering changing player a guy who can move the needle uh significantly overnight not completely overhaul the franchise but this is this is the most exciting thing that's happened to this franchise in a really long time guys yeah it's uh it's good to see look since since they parted ways with kemba they've they've done all the right things i, I think in, in, in a lot of different ways and, and we can talk about um you know maybe some 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 half trades that they just missed during the season but they've been doing they've been checking i think a lot of boxes during the rebuild here and they had a good draft last season that certainly helped a lot as well too and now something like this happens and now yeah you get to enter in the conversation of you know anthony edwards killian hayes lamello ball ayaka Nkongwu, uh denny avia uh-huh. you know you're you, you you know devin vassell if you, if you think you know four is the right spot for him which i think in some I, I wouldn't do it, but I, no. and I love Vassell. But I think in some, I think in some realities, depending on who goes one, two, three, he, he makes he would make some sense. But I'm not advocating for Vassell here. There are there are potentially bigger game changers on the floor, and a lot of that depends on, I guess, now where in fact in the top four Charlotte yeah. lands. But this is this is this is significant for sure. So there was someone in the comments that commented Kimba Walker for this this trivia question. That is incorrect. So he's he's a, like three years. I guess a little too far behind. So uh, out, there was someone out, that was more recent. Out, shout out Kevin though, who answered that. Yeah. Kevin is uh, is a is a hoop head and uh, really one of the sharper basketball minds I know. I think he's a part of the the UNCG coaching staff. Huh. So shout out shout out to to Kevin. For, I mean, that, uh, for that's that's to the know. obvious can I, answer. Can I give a quick clue? Because I think I know the answer. I'm not going to say it here because I know we want to have a giveaway. But here's a guy that we mentioned for the Hornets in free agency a few years ago as a yes, really yes. good just fit, answered it as in a comments. backup as a backup oh. disposition option. Is that is that right, Richie? That's the guy. Yep. Here we go. Patrick. Yeah. Back in 2014, yeah. they they drafted yeah. LeBron's favorite player, but he he was traded immediately on draft night. Yeah. Do you know he was traded yeah. for? Do you know? DJ Harrison. There you go. DJ Harrison. Yes. We'll never forget. Yeah. Yep, that's uh, the most MJ thing ever right there, that pick. It's funny, man. Do you um, guys feel that the fourth overall pick is a little bit of a drop-off from the top three, or do you feel like it's kind of in that same tier? That That's where I'm a little bit worried honestly, if Charlotte gets the fourth pick. Honest, no, honestly, like I was going to bring this up a second ago. I almost – I don't want to get the fourth pick. I want to get one of the top three picks. But right. you don't have to draft one of Wiseman, Edwards, or Ball – with that. And I think that's the three, right? Like those are the three that everybody's saying one of these three is going to go number one. If you don't have to take one of those guys and they go in the top three, I think you at least can take a, a kind of a, a breath out. You, you can exhale because of what we talked about earlier. They all have huge opportunities to mm-hmm. fail in this league. And I think that opens up the doors for us to draft Killian too. Yeah, I don't yeah, think I don't yeah. think many teams are I high so. on Killian. I mean, it, Hayes is an interesting is an interesting guy just because it seems like 
traditional mocks sort of have him a little bit lower, you know, like middle lottery um, yeah, as, opposed right. to, as opposed to the top three or whatever. It's going to be the fourth, though. It's going to be the fourth. Wow, no, oh, Chicago with number four. Oh, Chicago Bulls. Oh, my gosh. Oh, boy. All right, here we go. Top three. Ah, uh, Hornets number oh, three. Okay. Hey, look, this is a huge one here. This is a huge one. That's uh, a uh, – this is a – yeah. Timberwolves one. Wow. Warriors two. Yeah. Hornets three. Bulls four. Um, yeah, the Minnesota Timberwolves get the number one pick. That's uh, that's interesting for them too. Um, it is, and everybody was saying, "Here's the team that's going to fail in the Western Conference next year." So because, they, uh, because Lamelo is a weird fit, although like not, I guess not a terrible fit, but like a little bit of weird fit. You know, they got they're already they already have no defense in Minnesota. You throw Lamelo in there, right. it gets it turns into a big problem. But you know, he's a great pick and pop passer. I mean, he and Towns would be kind of kind of legit together potentially but you know russell's there he wants the ball um yeah i don't know i'll be interested to see like anthony edwards i guess makes some sense there especially if they're looking at, at russell as their primary initiator and their pick and roll guy but yeah who 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 knows and yeah number the number three pick i think a Kongwu looms as a really nice option here for charlotte as well the the top center prospect in my opinion in the draft and mm-hmm. A really interesting two-way player that's got a lot of skills and has more defensive upside than we saw at Southern Cal this year um, and has a nice skills package. So, yeah, I think that's a guy that will will certainly be in play because I don't think – like Edwards or LaMelo Ball, I, I feel like, you know, a good chance that at least – that those guys are, you know, you know they're, one of those guys is going to at least end up in the top two and that you're, just, you're certainly not going to have a shot at – both of those guys, but a Kongwu feels like a guy that could certainly be available. But um, we're going to have to also get ready for all of the, whether they're serious or whether it's happening in jest, the, the, uh, the wise men to Charlotte. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, for like, sure. you know, like that's going to, like that's going to get brought up a lot. Um, I am hoping the franchise does not decide to go that way. I think there are ways you can squeeze way more value out of this pick than going James Wiseman top three. But we'll just have to see how that plays out. Yeah, I, th- I think, like, personally, the what I think this really opens up the door for is drafting a fit next to Devontae Graham in terms of a back a backcourt partner. I agree. I mean, Terry Rozier is going to be there a few, few years longer if he's not traded, which if he keeps it up next season on the pace he did last season in terms of just shooting the basketball, he's going to be very, very tradable in that third year on his contract, okay? So no guarantee he's going to be around that long, but – I just think this has like Killian Hayes or Lamelo Ball uh, or Tyree Halliburton. If that's if that's Anthony your flavor, Anthony Edwards too. I would. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and Anthony well. Edwards if he's still around. Like a backcourt partner for Devontae. I, I I'm hopeful. I'm not confident. I'm hopeful this franchise has taken the step. And there's signs, you know, in the, in the weeds here in the past few months in the last season that they've taken the step to understand that we don't need to draft a center. Um, with yeah. a third pick in the draft. We can find that guy in free agency, and mm-hmm. over the next two summers, we're going to have a combined more than $100 million in cap space. So we can even, like, splurge on a $15 million guy. If, if we, you know, so I think this draft pick sets up for a backcourt partner to Devontae Graham, and I would – I, I'm really hopeful the Hornets are thinking about it like that. I think so too. And I almost brought this up before we even got, when we were just sort of talking about prospects before the, 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 the reveal of the order even started Hayes 
and Anthony Edwards are really nice fits next to Devontae Graham. They're really, they make a lot of sense in a lot of different ways um, for different reasons, but, but some, some, some overlap too. Um, I would also say this is something else to keep an eye on and, and I'm getting, I'm, I'm going too far ahead here, but I'm already thinking ahead to look, the West is going to be brutal next season. The East, you know, there's, it's going to not going to be great at the bottom. The Hornets are not going to be a playoff team. We sort of talked about this on the Reddit mailbag pod a couple weeks ago, but there's a chance to, again, to get a top three pick this season and to be thinking, Hey, they could also get a top three pick in 2021. And all of a sudden you get, you go the, the whole, the whole part of all of, of, of the lottery and of, of tanking and all of this stuff tanking it's so you can get as many cranks right. at the slot machine as you yeah. possibly can. Right. And they just, they just vaulted up. I know this is not an amazing draft, I know the top tier of this draft is shaky for all the obvious reasons of which we've discussed plenty on this, this podcast or in the, in the, in the the text thread before, but it gets you just another, it gets you another shot, you know? And so I think all of a sudden it's interesting to think about a team that could be having a look at, you know, you've got PJ Washington, you've got Devontae Graham, Cody Martin, um, got some of these other young draft picks that that uh, McDaniel's that you also maybe have hit on and found a rotation player in. Now all of a sudden, maybe you get to stack two straight top three picks into that mix. That is exciting to think about, along with the cap space that the franchise has going forward if for you, sure. If you look on the screen right now, look who they have mocked to the Hornets. Do you see that? Was it, I'm sure it was Wiseman. It was Wiseman. Yeah, it was yeah, Wiseman. Yeah. Clearly, they have the wrong Memphis guy. It's got to be precious, right? Get ready. Yeah, yeah, it's going to happen. It's going to be a lot of that. Um, The last point I want to bring up is is this, is there's so much uncertainty between now and whenever the draft ends up being. I know it's supposed to be October 16th. There's that report out there today that maybe free agency and draft and everything is getting pushed back because – we don't know where the BRI and the revenue is going to come in. And that that's going to, you know, the players association league is going to need more time to you know negotiate and figure out where the cap is for next year. Like who knows how all of that plays into the draft and, and, and what kind of value these picks have on them. Let's say that the cap comes in, you know, actually in like a worst case scenario where it drops a ton. Well, then maybe if the Hornets are still trying to get creative, maybe this top three pick actually has a lot more value than we once, you know, envisioned. No, no doubt. And this goes back to something we've talked about. I mean, look, I don't think they're going to move the top three pick, but a team like Boston that has pick 14, Boston also has pick 26, maybe 30. They pick 26 and pick 30 and they've got other stuff in the future in their war chest as well too. Um, you know, for a team like Boston that might be looking for um, another creator, uh, you know, look, they've got, they've got two more prime years of Kemba Walker, right? Um, and then he's going to start to fade back and then the team will be completely Jason Tatum's. And I mean, Jalen Brown's there as well too, but like, let's say they really like Killian Hayes in Boston or we know the center spot is a bit of a question mark for them going forward. Tice is solid, but they'll have to make a decision on him at some point. Robert Williams, interesting, but the light certainly hasn't quite gone on yet. Um, if they really liked a Kong Wu, 
Um, I mean, all of a sudden, like you can just you can just talk turkey. I mean, look, it might be a it might be a non-starter for both parties. You know, uh, the Celtics may not want to trade up, and Charlotte could very well say we're using the stand pick, and I would understand that. But you get you just have you have interesting leverage in that conversation because if a team really was targeting someone like a Yeka Kongwu, the number three pick is like a guarantee that they're going to get this guy. You know what I mean? Let, yeah, and let me mention two other teams too. Um, Brian, I love that one earlier. You, you know, you brought it up in um, in our Slack channel. If you're not a part of that Slack channel, uh, you should be, and and Richie can tell you how to do that. But I think two teams: Orlando with the 15th pick and Portland with the 16th pick. Portland specifically. Let's say they beat the Lakers in this series, and let's say they get wh- whatever happens from there. Okay, if they beat the Lakers in this series with McCollum paying him. I mean, a hundred billion dollars over the next million years and and Lillard, the same thing. They're in win now mode, no matter how you slice it up and how thin you think they are. So they've got like, that's a team that I would say would be calling up. Orlando's another one. Steve Clifford's there. They're going to try to win. You know, Jonathan Isaac just went down there. It it seems like they should be looking at themselves in the mirror and saying, ah, we probably need to hit reset. They're not going to do that. Those are two teams that I would say in the middle of the first round, right where I think you'd want to be picking in this draft saying we need to, we need to, we need to get up, take a a high bite at the apple, try to get a difference maker on a low, on a low contract, because we have no lever. We have no flexibility to spend right now and to build around our team. So we have to take a chance Portland specifically. I would watch them. Yeah. Portland. How much do you want Obi Toppin? How much, how much do you want Obi Toppin? I mean, like they, they have, they have their guards and center figured out already, you know, unless they're looking for like, you know, the, the person to be able to play with Dame and CJ and then, grab you know grab the mantle from them and, and run with it they, they need wings too i'm not saying for sure but like top and fits on their roster that's actually one of the rosters i think he actually would would actually look pretty good on he's older he could sort of perhaps maybe be ready made to help win now from day one um and again he would definitely like i obi Toppin is not a top three he's not a top five he's not even a top 10 player for me but i do have him graded as a lottery talent um, but yeah, I think he's a guy that could potentially and look, or maybe Denny, uh, would yeah, be Denny Advia makes sense. Denny a lot of sense to Portland for me. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like that's exactly. the guy I can see them, you know, Hornets are, oh man, they have a huge crush on Denny. You know, you can see the spin for months and months and yeah, you know, leads up to trade. but anyways, I, I say all that, you know, to say that let's just watch what happens with BRI and league revenue and where the salary cap ends next year, because draft picks regardless how weak the draft is draft picks could have more value just because mm-hmm. of all the unknown right. and we can go into that in another episode but th- there's some things that could fall the hornet's way here that yeah. are, are yet to be deterred and, and so as things are set right now the hornets will pick number three number 32 and number 56 in the second round too so the hornets have three picks coming up in this draft uh, two of them in the top 32, one of them in the top three. That's very exciting. And I do feel pretty good that anyone you get at 32 is someone that I would, I've got a lot of guys in that 25 to 40, 45 range that I could grade as a first round, uh, give them as a first round prospect, you know, and, um, and you're gonna be able to get them on a second round pick deal, which is a huge advantage for a, uh, for a team like Charlotte or really any team, but especially a, a rebuild team like Charlotte and to Spencer's point as we're uncertain with the cap and, and, and stuff like this going forward, the, the Hornets have, because they are one of those teams with so much space, they have power, you know, they really do. 
Uh, there, there's a certain power that comes with having, uh, you know, projected to have just as much cap space, if not more than anyone else in the league next season. Now we need to double check what, what some of those figures look like, um, you know, for, for Atlanta and stuff like that. But man, that plus the pick, it, it's just, it's interesting. It, there's it, right now, again, slow and steady. Um, you know, that, that's what, that's what wins the race and you got to get a little bit of luck and the Hornets got some luck tonight. We definitely did. And I was going to have a conversation about what we would do with the eighth overall pick, but that, that conversation <laughs> right now is mute. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I mean, uh, Isaac Okoro would have been great. Yeah. Would have, Devin Vassell would have been awesome at uh, at pick eight. I was um, ready to hype up Devin Vassell a little bit more, but uh, yeah, let's finally no. get lucky. Um, any parting thoughts before we wrap this up? I know, Brian, you were mentioning you have a lot of prospects that you want to talk about, but we do have a yeah. episode coming up next, guys, uh, that's going to reveal our 21 to 30 big board so the hornets mm -hmm. could be obviously they're going to be drafting uh early in that second round but if they do trade back there's more prospects to be talked about in that latter half of the first round any other thoughts before we go yeah i would just, like brian brought it up earlier you know just prepare yourselves for a lot of different um draft stock prospect scenarios like you'll hear a lot of james wiseman to charlotte i think that you know, you, you might see a situation where like Advia and Kongwu mm -hmm. or or even a guy like Preston Sachua. Like, I wouldn't even rule out that he like gets some top five. Maybe maybe even he follows the Hornets in the ESPN mock to three. I'm not projecting that that'll be the case, but just prepare yourselves for a lot of weird reads between mm -hmm. now and whenever the draft is, because I do think that draft boards across the league are all over the place. And so, you know, for Hornets fans who now have a top three pick and are feeling great tonight, like you're going to read so much different stuff out there yeah. about who is in the top three and who the Hornets should take and who they're rumored to take. And so um, this is not a chalk draft. So just remember to breathe, remember to, <laughs> you know, nothing's chalk in this draft and it's, you know, and, and Mitch Kupchak has done a lot of good things in that front office, I would say. He's done a lot better than I thought he was going to do. I'll be honest about that. And so I have confidence that he's going to get this one right as well. It's, it is. They had a really good draft in 2019. They did. PJ, great pick. Um, uh, Cody Martin, great pick. Uh, McDaniels, certainly an interesting pick as well, too. And um, if they take the same approach, that, that best prospect available approach where we're, we're trusting we're trusting our scouts we're trusting what we've what we we just spent the last five months looking at synergy and, and watching tape um and, and talking to these guys and and so trust you being able to trust their instincts and, and trust their knowledge um and following the same blueprint that produced a great draft a season ago um with having three picks one number three one number 32 is um yeah, it's it's interesting, and it, and it should uh, create a little more cautious optimism, I think, for the for the franchise uh, going forward. And yeah, it really does feel like like I don't think Ball will be there at three, but anyone else, I feel pretty confident. Mm -hmm. You're you like you're you could see you could make a case for seeing any of them at, at number three. And um, yeah, Charlotte's going to have to to make some tough choices, but they're they're fun and exciting ones that are on the horizon. 
Yeah, I feel like the most common name that we're going to hear, like Spencer is saying, there's going to be a lot of names that come out there, but I think the most common name is going to be James Wiseman. So just prepare yourself for that. Yeah. So the Hornets guys had a 6.7% of getting that third overall pick, and they did it in this year's draft lottery. I feel like the last time the Hornets moved up in the lottery, I could be wrong, was back when we selected Baron Davis, and he was also, I think, a top three pick. That was the same year that I think Lamar Odom and, and Stevie Franchise was in that draft. That was a, that was a pretty loaded draft. Um, but anyway, we will uh, check out here. Thanks for tuning in to another Buzz Beat. Uh, be sure to check out our next episode, guys, where we reveal our big board number 21 to 30. Sports are coming back, and so are your chances to bet on your favorite teams and events. Major League Baseball is back in action, and there's no better place to start wagering than our exclusive partners, Bet Online. Check out all the odds, futures, and props to bet on, all available 24 7. And with the return of sports, Bet Online sat down with former pro players Eddie George, Harold Reynolds, and seven time NBA champion Robert Ori. See what they had to say on what it'll be like playing without fans in a series they're calling Pandemic. Visit betonline.ag for all your odds and your up-to-date sports news. Remember to use promo code BLUEWIRE to receive your new welcome bonus. That's promo code BLUEWIRE. BetOnline, your online wagering experts. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.